Yes, my friends, and welcome back to the John Mahon Show, powered as always by Forever Loud. Forever-loud.com. Hell yeah. Dot C-O-M. Dot C-O-M. Double, what did I say? W, double, W. Dot. Welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us a little later in the week than we usually do. I thought you were going to say a little later. It's only two minutes past seven. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. We're, we aren't that tardy in terms of time today. We are tardy in terms of our regular day of the week because we were meant to be running on Monday, but today worked better for all parties involved. So we're doing a Wednesday show. Yeah. And what a party it is. It's a big old party because we are going to be joined in about 13 minutes time by a man who is responsible for putting on one of the biggest parties in the calendar for 2024 as far as rock music fans are concerned. Download Festival. Yeah. Good old Cam. Yeah. Legend in the industry. Yeah. Huge legend. He's been around. He's been, he's been around. That sounds, that sounds bad. <laughs> he's been around the block though. <laughs> No, he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. I'm going to ask him about it as well, but he is responsible for quite a few shows I went to as a as a wee teenager. Yeah, started, I do believe, up north. Up in Manchester. Yeah. Manny on the map. Which I'm interested to talk about the, the difference between starting your music industry journey somewhere outside of London. Because, I mean, it's you know, very similar for myself. Began in Birmingham when you're actually removed from where the centre of the industry is, which is London. Like, the whole music industry for the UK is based in yeah. London. I'm pretty sure. I'm not entirely sure. But I feel like he still lives in Manchester. I think he does as well. Yeah. I've seen going to a lot of Manchester shows. Yeah. He so, just commutes every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a four-hour <laughs> drive. Hardest working man in the room. Well, we will be chatting to Cam from Live Nation and Download Festival in about 12 minutes time. And then in hour two of today's show, there's a little bit of music news kicking around. There's not a lot. It's still that weird start of the year kind of time where bands are kind of coming out of hibernation. Got some cryptic 21 Pilots news. Yeah, which which will break down colour schemes and billboards and letters. I don't think we're going to be able to make any sense of it. Not at all. No. Without knowing... All the back, all yeah. the more. Yeah, there's there's a lot of canon in the 21 Pilots. I would story. have thought you'd knew it. You'd know it. I've tried. I've really, really tried. It's just, it's complex. It's storytelling. It's names. It's dates. It's locations. Because I, I watched a YouTube video once about like one of like the storylines, and it is very conceptual. There's like cults involved, and like yeah, I know lots of imagery. Yeah. Like it started on the blurry face record with the bishops and like yeah. the city and then the album artwork turned out to mean something as well in terms of like a structure for the city and then I've, trench was where they really explored yeah. it. I love all that, but I don't I don't know <laughs> don't understand it. Yeah. The twenty one pilots cinematic universe. It's like sleep token, they've got so much vore. Vore lore. <laughs> and but I because they they've got a bit like Easter eggs in their songs from yeah. with like lyrics from like throwbacks to other songs and like which is great and I, but I don't entirely understand it <laughs> yeah at times I because sometimes I'm like oh that that must mean something did I don't you know see, what it means did you see the thing about or, when you layer all their album artworks over the top of each other no oh bro 
Right. So, do you reckon it's intentional or just I, a happy I, coincidence? I don't know, but this was shown to me by Andy from the Heavy Music Awards. And when you uh, rearrange the letters to all their albums, it says, Hello, my name, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Vessel. Je suis Vessel. Right. So, check this out. If you're listening on the podcast, this won't make any sense. But if you Google it, Sleep, it, token, Sleep Token albums layered over each other. So, when you layer all three of the current albums over the top of each other, Sundowning, This Place Will Become Your Tomb, and Take Me Back to Eden, that's what it looks like. Like, that is cool, but, like, is that intentional? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because the earth from Take Me Back to Eden fits perfectly the water bubbles from This Place Will Become Your Tomb. It does. So, I, it's got to be intentional. And apparently it lines up with all three or all four of the elements as well. Earth, wind, fire and water. Yeah. So like the second, this place where we come to him was a whole water, like ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Depths. And then sundowning is wind that take me back to Eden is earth. Meaning the next album is going to be fire, which makes sense. Figuratively and literally. Really. Figuratively and literally, which makes sense when you look at the teeth of God or poster because that is a motherfucking dragon yeah that is a, a goddamn that's dragon. a goddamn dragon so i ever saw him. how perfectly does that line up though which is mad uh, yeah shout out to andy from the heavy music awards who showed me this but i genuinely can't believe that that yeah when when you line up all of the albums so far over the top of each other because yeah dude it's got to be intentional because look like that's that's the symbols from Take Me Back, Take Me Back to Eden, and they f do like the fucking dimetrics. Yeah, do you reckon he's just had this whole, just the whole thing planned out for years? I he must have done. I mean, if it's if the first album was twenty nineteen, I think or maybe it, they, maybe they're just like we've got we want this new album to fit with the past album. Yeah, I think it might have ha happened post Sundowning. I think Sundowning was probably where they realized they could do this. And then using that album artwork from Sundowning, they were like, cool, that's our foundation. We'll build everything around this. So once they came to that realization, it's called cool. this place will become your tomb. We'll water that one up and then we'll make sure that the bubbles from that fit inside. Yeah, yeah it's oh, genius. Isn't Sundowning like the, it's like a condition of something to do with sleep. Is it? So I guess the deity sleep is what the whole band's about damn but sundowning is like an actual condition that some people have when they go to sleep damn. but i can't actually i can't remember what it is sleep token law but yeah love a bit of law that i don't understand yeah maybe it's not that i don't understand i just haven't put in the the research hours because i don't think anyone really knows i think there's there's a whole reddit yeah people like putting their interpretations forward but then i guess because because firstly, the band don't do interviews. Yeah. So you've got no real word. But then secondly, they didn't do a single music video for the last record. And usually music videos is where you get your lore from. That's what 21 Pilots did, especially with Trench. When you look at music videos for Jumpsuit and Levitate, I do believe, were the two ones where they snuck in quite a bit of lore on that one. Yeah. Jumpsuit definitely had the people like Cold in the... Yeah. And Easter's up. I'm careless when I Easter's up. What tune is that? Easter's up. Uh, people don't control us. That was one of the things I, I'm going to butcher it, but apparently East is up. Is the way to get out of the city. Way to get out of the city. Yeah. 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 Which, 
I don't know what city. Dima. Dima. Dima is the name of the city. So there was a thing when they won an award and Tyler wasn't there. Yeah. And Josh came on the stage and he said, oh, sorry, Josh is being held by Dima. Yeah. And then cheers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's enough yeah. for people to then go down a rabbit hole of like, oh, what does this mean? Yeah. And it's, it's even to the point where... Oh, one said Beyond Gorilla said East is up his jumpsuit. It's not jumpsuit. It's the it's the song that begins East is up. Dima can control. Oh, this is gonna bug me. Dima, I can see the one second. Let me pull up the track listing for Trench because this is gonna do my head in until I remember what it is. It's not Levitate. Was it the one when he Nico and the Niners? Nico and the Niners. Yeah, Nico is the name of one of the bishops, I do believe. And the uh Nico and the Nine Bishops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for his reference in... Electric the, Callboy. Uh, no, the... What? San Francisco. Oh, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a football fan now. Yeah. I'm American football fan. Dima's actually just San Francisco that people are trying to escape. Yeah. Just got to go east. Yeah. Which, Although east... No, no, it would... Yeah. Because it's on the west coast, so we go east. Yeah. Get out of yeah, yeah. There we go. Just go to New York where you say. Go across the old Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Don't worry about it. As long as it's not been destroyed by magic. Did you see? This is going to be a. This is, we're just chatting Twenty One Pilots now. Did you see Josh and his his wife Debbie Ryan did a house tour? No, their house is insane. Every room is like pretty much like unique. They just had like artists come in and do loads of shit. He's got <laughs> he's got his own studio. He's got his own drum room with like loads of crazy shit on the wall. It's amazing. Do you know what? I think I was, like I haven't seen the tour, but I think I've seen a sneak peek of that because in the music video for Level of Concern, which they recorded during the pandemic, he had like loads of crazy like neon glow in the darky yeah. kind of stuff in his drum room, and I was like, that's probably just a room inside your house, isn't it? Yeah. Although that music video like. It made them seem like they live next door to each other in these little houses. Yeah. He, Josh doesn't live in a tiny house. He lives in some massive fucking thing. In, Joey, he lives pretty much like in the middle of nowhere. That doesn't surprise me. I don't know if Tyler still lives in Ohio or whether he's moved. Ohio. Because that like Cleveland? Uh, no, Ohio's the state. So Ohio's the yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, but pilots are from Columbus. Yeah. But... I don't know whether they still live in Ohio, but I know he's a massive American football guy. Like he's a big college football guy. It's weird that college football's so big. It, dude, like imagine going to see uh, Leeds Uni play football. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> literally. But like, but no, like 60, but, 70, but 80, like, yeah. people turn but up to see sold it. Out, yeah, yeah, it's like the college football like money structure in terms of how much those games must bring in for the universities has got to be insane. Cause some of, some of the college games get, get bigger numbers than the actual NFL teams. Do they get paid? That's a big thing that's been talked about. So they've got these, like they've got these things called NIL deals, which I don't know what NIL stands for, but it's a new thing where basically famous college athletes can actually earn sometimes more than rookies in the NFL can. So loads of college kids are trying to stay in college because they're like, I can earn more money here than going to the NFL. Hey, aren't you uh, in your mid-20s? No. I do, but yeah, some, <laughs> some of them literally stay until like 27, 28 years old. But anyway, my friends, away from college football and on to our guest for today's show. Please show a lot of love and appreciation for Cam Hack from Live Nation and Download Festival. Hello. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? You're wearing download merch as well. Yeah, I thought I'd dress for the occasion. Bloody suck up this guy, isn't he? <laughs> it's a solid t-shirt though. Like last last year's had a very good logo on it. So I thought I'd rep the brand. Very metal. <laughs> 
let's go. How you doing, man? Yeah, all good, man. It's uh, it's been a crazy week, but yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. What's uh, what's been going on this week for you? Just getting everything in, in line for their, our next announcement for download. So hopefully that should be coming up soon. Ooh, interesting. I thought it was what? the lineup was pretty much there. Is there more to be announced? A couple more bands. Couple. Not loads, but a couple more. Interesting. Well, we won't we won't try and sneak anything out of you too early. Uh, but many, some of them. <laughs> I, I have had a theory that Avril Lavigne could be a secret one because she's got some dates around. She's doing the European festival circuit. I mean, we we did look at trying getting Avril this year. Oh, I gotta be honest. With you. So that's a no, John. Damn. <laughs> well, at least you tried. It didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Feature. We'd love to have Avril. Hell yeah. I mean, on that note, I mean, it kicks us off very nicely into into this year's Download Festival lineup. I mean, Avril isn't a million miles away from Busted, who are headlining the Avalanche stage on Friday night. I mean, what a booking. Like, we've, we said on the show a couple of weeks ago that Busted is such a gateway band for people. I wouldn't be doing this job if it wasn't for a band like Busted getting me into guitar-based music. So what was, the, what was the conversation like around booking a band like Busted, who obviously people do associate more with the commercial side than the rock side? Bizarrely enough, it came about like uh, end of last year we were at the Rolling Stone Awards, the download booking team, like Andy, myself, Jenny and Danica were there and uh, Busted were on the table next to us and they came, Andy knows uh, Matt and Charlie and uh, they came over to say hi and they started talking about download and they said, oh, it's a festival we've always wanted to play. And then we just got talking, we're like, yeah, we'd love to have Busted play download. And um, yeah, next day we got an email off their agent saying, Let's make this happen. That's amazing. And then, like as I said, that's basically what happened. They're like, it was just a, a random meeting with the guys, and yeah, next thing we know, we have them on Download Festival. I love that they they shot their what was they shot they shot their shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their shot. Well, Char- 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 Charlie's obviously a big rock fan. And well, Fight Star played. Before, so yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's uh really exciting to have them on the festival. It's I mean I I'm I guarantee you 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 won't be able to get in that tent unless you're there like super early. It's yeah. going to be crazy. Oh, a hundred percent. We said that a couple of weeks ago on the show, like unless you're there for at the very least wheat, maybe even for Kovi just to play it safe. Like there's not a chance of getting into that tent. Yeah. I mean, like the, the, the response we had the minute we announced them for download was insane. Like it was, our ticket sales went crazy as well. Like Damn. people were like, I mean, you, you gotta say, you can imagine like their last tour was like one of the biggest arena tours yeah. last year in the UK. It was huge. So, and I get, like you said, they were a gateway band for a lot of people to rock music uh, and people don't, I think people underestimate that as well. Like what a nostalgia thing it is for Buster to be playing like download or something like that. So yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Oh, 100%. Was like, they did the secret set of Slam Dunk. Yeah. yeah. And like people went Which was, uh, mental as well. That was absolutely insane. Yeah. I can't, and imagine like the, the fans that go to download, to go to Slam Dunk are probably going to do that download as well. So it's not like it's the weirdest booking no not in the slightest and especially busted moving a needle in terms of ticket sales for download festival that's something that you love to see and it obviously yeah. means that in the future someone like avril isn't isn't a million miles away no no no, no not at all I, I mean like i said uh, i would love to have avril play download Hell. like uh, i think it's a no-brainer for us to have avril i mean we, we that's ideally what we were trying to get like this year was trying to get avril to play the fallout boy day but unfortunately it didn't work so imagine that would have been ridiculous yeah it would have been amazing i mean you've done an amazing job on that saturday though on the main stage like we've been saying that saturday looks so much fun with yeah. fallout boy headline and then you've got the offspring shikari baby metal on that day as well 
Yeah, it's the Saturday is stacked. We're really excited. Well, we're really pleased how that's turned out. And then, yeah, even on the on the second stage, I, I can't wait for Pantera, Watch Sleeps. Like, that's bad Omens. Well. Bad Omens, yeah. Bad Omens on a Friday. That's, yeah. It's going to be an interesting one going from High Long into, well, from Mr. Bungle into High Long. It's a bit of a wild ride, but yeah, I can't wait for that as well. And it was just watching those fans meet in the middle as they're going to yeah, different yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> We'll we'll pick up download twenty four again in just a second. But for people watching right now who might not know of how you've ended up in this job, like what's your story been like in the music industry? What's led you to positions like this? So uh, I started off as a local promoter in Manchester. I basically started off doing like this is about twenty years ago now, just doing box office, do uh, local punk rock and hardcore shows. Then uh, the person who I was working with like brought me into the, their booking team and I started booking my own shows with them. And then what started off as basically a hobby got out of control and I was booking like nearly 300 shows a year on my own. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was crazy. And then weirdly enough, the Live Nation download thing came about from Andy Coppings, like sliding into my DMs on Instagram and asking if I wanted a job at Live Nation. That's <laughs> uh, amazing. I, the bizarre thing is I'd never actually met Andy properly before that. And uh, I thought someone was catfishing me. <laughs> so. Isn't there a fake Andy Copping out there? Isn't it like yeah, angry, angry Copping? Yeah. <laughs> and Imagine. we still don't know who that is. Like Andy protests that it's not him. Uh, some of the stuff is very close to the bone. I'm like, is this Andy? <laughs> like it's, it's someone in, it's, on the, it's like an inside yeah, job. Yeah, someone's got the inside <laughs> knowledge. Someone that's close to him. I know that. I'm sure of that. <laughs> Well, it's, it's but, thankful uh, that the actual Andy Copping reached out. Yeah, think. slid in your DMs. Yeah, the actual Andy Copping slid into my DMs and yeah, basically uh, offered me a job. So yeah, that's how it came about. Well, I was and, saying... Yeah, that just, was uh, seven or eight years ago now. So yeah. <laughs> I was saying just before you came on, you are responsible for quite a few of the shows because I grew up in Chester and obviously the music scene in Chester isn't the best. So I used to go to Manchester, Liverpool for, to see all, my, all the bands. And I'm pretty sure I spoke to you about this once. It was the it was um, Star and Gara in Manchester, Bring the Horizon, Architects, and Asriel. Was that, oh, that God, was yeah. one? That was one of your shows, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was one of mine. That was uh, two thousand April two thousand six, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was shows a nightmare actually because the venue at the last minute changed it from being a, a sixteen plus show to being eighteen plus, and we had to literally take away loads of kids no. on tour. <laughs> and I think there was. There must have been probably 70 or 80 kids there. And you think of that lineup now, like Architects, Azrael and Bring Me on one show is, yeah, it, it was bonkers. There's some, I think there's some footage on YouTube of that show, but it sounds like a tin, oh, sorry, a wasp, like in a tin can. It's so bad. <laughs> it's the camera phones back in those days. Yeah, it? exactly. It sounds, yeah, it looks like it's filmed on a potato as well. It looks, it looks awful. I bet it's, it's weird for you because like booking that show and then, booking them to headline download last year must have been a weird oh yeah that was like a weird full circle moment like i was saying to the guys yeah it's i mean look i remember doing their first shows in manchester and like they used to play on like a hardcore all dayers and stuff like that and people actively hated the band yeah <laughs> there was so much abuse but i i remember at the time like Ollie's mom and dad was dropping them off at shows because none of them could drive i think it was like curtis or old guitar player that could drive at the time <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I mean, like it, those early shows were absolutely mental. Even back then, for like the crowd reactions were nuts. Uh, I remember having them with like Black Dahlia Murder opening up a show in like like early two thousand five or something, two thousand six, 
and yeah, just seeing their like their growth over the years has been insane. Like just to see and just seeing what they they've achieved now and what they've become is 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 unreal. But they, 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 it's not something that's happened overnight. They've really put the work in for it and grafted. Yeah, that's that's what uh, I was going to say. Like, especially when you're considering how hard they've had to work, and you saying then the fact that like even back then they were the band on the bill that was getting shit from everyone else and getting hated on. That was almost like their motivation the entire way. Like everywhere yeah, it, it, they've gone, they've had feeded, pushback. Into, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like just just seeing now, like what what they've become. Like those, uh, I saw them like uh, back in January of the O2. And it, those shows were unreal. Like it was the production, the, the size and level of the production was was nuts. But yeah, it's uh, incredible bands. And then yeah, them headlining Download last year was one one of the one of the best moments I've ever seen at Download. It was That's, yeah, we were huge. saying that. Yeah, I've gone on record and saying it's the greatest Download headline set or the greatest Download set period I've ever seen. There's never been a Download show that for me has ticked every single one of the boxes in the highest regard, like production, set list, features, crowds, energy, like everything seemed to fall into place to bring me the horizon that night. Absolutely. I mean, like the, the crazy thing is like, I think they only had like 48 hours to like kind of build that set and put it all together. Uh, Cause they were doing some other shows in Europe and then they came in and did like, I think 48 hours of, production rehearsals and i i think i don't think until that morning they knew everything was going to work like <laughs> on the show like i mean they had so much stuff going on it was crazy i, I remember just seeing their crew afterwards and they were just like flat out exhausted about to pass out basically <laughs> yeah is it true uh, that they wanted like a certain height of flames to come out the top of the stage but because it's by an airport they had to yeah, well, we were we restricted. Yeah, by uh, I mean, yeah, you got planes coming to land over download, and if you see massive flames going off, what what's going on down there? <laughs> That's hilarious. You had to be okay. Can we just tone the flames down just a little bit? Like, I, I think so, some of the some of the pyro they had hadn't been used outside of the Middle East. Like, uh, <laughs> wow. like the, that ring of flame. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, but yeah. The way around the the state, the frame of the stage, it looked absolutely insane. Yeah, I've never seen a band use that before where it literally just turns it into the gates of hell. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It was it was unreal. And I, I mean, that was spectacular watching that. Uh, but yeah, just all the visuals as well, like the whole narrative, it's like uh, with the AI stuff, trying to destroy Earth and stuff like that was... Evil. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, evil, yeah. <laughs> Genius. And I mean, like, what's what's the process like for booking in especially like a new band like bring me the horizon first time headliners like when did the conversation first start that bring me were going to headline download festival last year i mean we had conversations previously like about them doing it like a couple of years ago but we felt like 23 was the time for them like especially after off the back of uh, post human and then the massive arena tour they had at the end of uh, sorry just after the pandemic when everything reopened again like that was huge and it felt like a no-brainer them doing reading and leads in 22 with that headline show was unreal and then download like felt like the next step for him and like look we we need to bring new bands through as headliners download and bring me seemed like the obvious next step for them was to come come through and headline and uh yeah we, we'd been talking about it for i think we, we were talking about from like 21 yeah 21 we decided there yeah, we'd look at them headlining that's insane. So yeah, like it's it's not a short it's process. A good two years almost. So yeah. Jeez, that's amazing. Considering as well, like, as you said, all the things that have to fall into place, like schedules, like releases. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, so, like a lot of the uh, 
a lot of headline acts you're usually looking at 18 months two years plan like uh, that's what they usually plan ahead like Damn. for us like it, sometimes things change like uh and like sometimes we end up with headliners like just only a year in advance but yeah for the most part it's a year at least a year in advance we're booking headliners these days so yeah hell yeah and i mean like it's leads us very nicely into what has been a very popular debate on the internet regarding download festival new headliners and giving different bands the opportunity to top the bill and you know this year two brand new headliners out of three queens of the stone age and fallout boy both on very different ends of the musical spectrum as well fallout boy very seminal from the emo side of things queens of the stone age you're more sort of like raw rock band and in terms of those two new headliners where did the conversation go on that like in terms of selecting the bands and the genres that you wanted to target like i mean it, it just fell into place naturally actually like uh we'd approached a lot of headliners like uh, i'll be honest with you this year wasn't the easiest one to book i think we were we were up to like nearly 20 headliners that we approached Jeez. uh but then uh, stuff started falling into place uh like fallout boy um it took a minute for that to get confirmed and then uh yeah queens as well like uh but again we were stoked again like i said two new headliners we need to keep running through like these new headliners for us and uh yeah we're looking at a couple of new possible headliners for 25 26 so yeah hell yeah is one of them nickelback I mean, I would have Nickelback by downloading in an instant. I John, love them. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. So, bro, no, not even a guilty pleasure. I I love Nickelback. <laughs> I say my the first arena show I ever went to was 2002 Men Nickelback off the back of their album, which has "How You Remind Me On." Yeah, what a show. Yeah, yeah. Side up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, and I I'm I have no shame. Oh, I, I love I love Nickelback. I forget how many bangers Nickelback actually yeah. have. Everyone knows at least five or six Nickelback songs. Everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Chad Kroger is an absolute legend. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. And they are amazing live. They're so tight live. Uh, well, yeah. Beyond tight live. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, they always put on a good show. I don't think I've ever seen a bad show by him. So yeah. Oh, I've, I've never seen a show by him. So this, this first arena, oh, tour, yeah, this arena tour is going to be my first time seeing him. But yeah, literally for like the last five or six years, my campaign has been Saturday night, download festival, Nickelback headlining, like just beer flying everywhere. Like people losing their minds. Like that band were designed <laughs> to close out download on a Saturday night. I mean, yeah, I, I would love it. I would love it. I do love Nickelback. So yeah, and the, and the rest of the team do as well. So yeah. Okay. Like, and and they actually promotes their, their touring here. So yeah. And that, that tour like blew out instantly. Like it sold out literally instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, hopefully that just goes to show that one day, one day. Down. I feel like it's people are sort of coming around. Like there's been a whole Creed resurgence recently. Yeah. I, I mean, look, yeah, I, I keep <laughs> Especially around like uh, the Super Bowl, everybody yeah, was there. Uh, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, the Creed Super Bowl was. When was that? It was like nineteen nine or two thousand, whatever it was. Oh yeah, the halftime show. Yeah, yeah. the halftime yeah. show with like the dancers on the the ropes yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that that was a big moment. So yeah, I saw I saw loads of people like there were people selling merch at that like Super Bowl halftime show recently. Staff on the like, back. Yeah, and, and like they're doing the the Creed like summer ninety nine tour like a. Uh, the cruise creed cruise yeah i was thinking, i really wanted to go to that but then i was like imagine the sort of people that are on that, that cruise <laughs> <laughs> just american just i know the most sort of over the top americans yeah you could imagine on that cruise it'd be an interesting crowd for sure <laughs> 
Well, speaking of interesting crowds, like the Download Festival crowd, one thing that I have noticed over the last couple of years, like I think it's through the decision to like book more younger bands has increased in terms of like the younger rock fan coming through. And I think it's a lot to do with, you know, as you said, bands like Bad Omens who are going to be headlining the second stage on the Friday. You got bands like Electric Callboy. Like when did the attention start directing a little bit more at the younger demographic of the rock scene in terms of the booking strategies? I think it... it the way we looked at it is if download is to sustain and continue, we need to look at younger acts uh, and then bring through like I mean, a younger audience. Uh, we don't we don't really want to turn into a monster rock, which kind of didn't move at the times. Yeah. Um, but we want to keep bringing through these new new acts, which will in turn hopefully bring through the newer audience. I mean, like last year I, I saw it, it's it's crazy now to see the generations of people attending download. There's people who used to attend download what, 20 years ago, and now they're bringing their kids to download, which is incredible to see. Um, I'm hopefully going to bring my kid to download this year. So oh, let's go. So yeah, I'm super excited about that. But yeah, look, it's again, I, I, I we actually talked talked about trying to do like a, a little crash for like people who bring their kids to download. <laughs> it wasn't a sort of mini moshes thing. Because I think one of my friends had to do like videos for it last year i think yeah there, there was something yeah there, there was some like a mini marshall thing that they had uh, i think it was in the campsite yeah um but yeah there's there's definitely something we might look at in the future like uh try and do like a download crash maybe for, <laughs> for... just leave your kids there yeah like daycare leave your kids where you go up and uh enjoy there and party just have like a little stage there <laughs> little kids oh there. little mini kids stage that's genius <laughs> i mean yeah the, i mean there's loads of bands out there like slay doggy and stuff like that like uh i don't know if you guys have heard of them no they, they do like it's like a metal band but they do kids kids tunes and stuff like that so that's amazing one of those sort of bands out there, <laughs> there's the that, there's that, i can't remember the name of them but there's like german dinosaur metal band that's for kids let me actually find out german dinosaur metal band for kids german dinosaur band i'm actually this <laughs> is the sort of thing you're showing your, your kid Get uh, into it nice and early. Actually, no. This, they might be Swedish. Actually, uh, no, not, not Swedish. Sorry. Um, no, Finnish. Hevesasaurus. Scandinavian black metal. <laughs> what are they it's, called? Something Saurus. Yeah, uh, heavy Saurus. Sorry. Heavy yeah, Saurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's um, yeah, it's a German. Uh, sorry, not German. Finnish metal bands that uh, dress up as dinosaurs and play for kids oh, i highly recommend them <laughs> that is amazing well catch them one year at download festival headlining the kids stage headlining the crash yeah <laughs> this thing about like drinking milk and doing homework basically <laughs> they're, they're dressed as dinosaurs as well on stage <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's of a similar vein of why bands like Punk Rock Factory have seen, you know, like so much success, just like, you know, covering like kids songs and like D yeah, uh, Disney tunes. Yeah. yeah. Which obviously helps get the younger generation of fans in there as well. Yeah. I mean, like we had them last year at uh, Download and they, they had a full set of Power Rangers on stage. Yeah, we them. spoke to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had uh, PJ I, on. I think I spoke to one of the guys that was in the Power Rangers suit as well. That's just like yeah, just randomly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they had an insane show at download. It was absolutely rammed uh, when they played. So yeah, yeah. Oh no, they've they've been crushing it as well. And like that last UK tour, they did pretty much sold out across Everything. the board. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like shout out to the boys from Wales just jumping on stage and doing some hilarious covers of stuff. Yeah, crushing it. <laughs> well, speaking of bands that are crushing it, a band that you've been working very closely, especially recently, is Sleep Token. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been promoting them since day one. So, yeah, it's absolutely insane to see a band like explode like that, especially in the, the rock and metal world. I mean, you don't see that sort of trajectory at all. Like, it's it's an anomaly, complete anomaly. So that's the thing, it's like selling out Wembley in 10 minutes is yeah. great, but selling out the uh, O2 in, what, half an hour? In a... yeah, oh, yeah, it went quick. It was so quick, the O2, and then we had to add a second one. Yeah. That was, yeah, bonkers. I mean, like, the whole tour was going to sell out. Like, we like Manchester sold out, Birmingham sold out, Cardiff sold out, and, yeah, we've got a second O2, and then we've got... um uh a lead show as well that yeah. we had to add minutes so yeah it was it was crazy i mean like the the previous tour like uh was like literally a tenth of the size academies now. yeah we were talking about that it, when they played here just before well it's probably like a year yeah. ago wasn't it yeah start of 2023 they played o2 academy yeah. main room in birmingham just like what three yeah, yeah. thousand three thousand yeah yeah and that was yeah yeah january 23 yeah and now yeah you come to uh, what was it yeah january 24 and they've sold out uh birmingham arena yeah it's it's ridiculous it's utterly insane and it's not just the uk either it's international like oh, it's, it's everywhere yeah all the us shows sold out yeah and then uh yeah the, the next set of shows i imagine everywhere will sell out yeah so it's 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 insane like uh like bring it back to bring me like it took bring me 10 years yeah 10 years to get to arenas to do yeah. wembley and sleep token did it in five yeah so it's very an architect same it took them what uh, like 14 years to get into yeah. arenas and then yeah like i said five years for sleep token the thing is with sleep token i feel like it just needed something to happen to spark people's interest because they've got such a strong back catalog that i think it just got it just needed that one thing to get people to be like oh this is i like this band what else have they got and then once they figure out they've got <laughs> it's already like three strong albums it's just good it just their numbers just exploded like pretty much overnight Oh yeah, I mean, look, it was those first four singles that they dropped from. Uh, yeah, uh, take me back to Eden. Yeah, take me back to Eden in, in January last year. Like, uh, it just the internet just exploded. Yeah, the internet wasn't even ready for the summoning. Like, the summoning hit, and then all of a sudden, like TikTok <laughs> everywhere you looked, it was just people twerking to that last minute and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it literally like uh, I, mean, I saw some yeah horrific hashtags for it. <laughs> like. Uh, like sexy metalcore and stuff like that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been some weird redubbings yeah, of metal genres going on. It's a weird thing when bands get that popular is like they sort of get this whole sort of fandom around them. And a lot of it is like <laughs> weird sexualization and they've got the way yeah, oh, they wear yeah. masks and like <laughs> over. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just because of the whole anonymity of yeah. like, mm. uh, people like imagining what they all look like <laughs> on their robes or masks or whatever. And well, speaking of which, like, what was the atmosphere like the day of that Wembley show? Because I can imagine, like, being backstage that day with everything that was going on with Vessel was just stressful all across the board for everyone involved. I mean, I, like, I had no idea like that there was any issues with them at all. Like, uh, 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 I, I mean, no one spoke to him or like from my side anyway, and we, we didn't know that there was any issues with him. And then we, I was kind of surprised to see like what happened. Damn. um but i thank god obviously he got his, his voice back and yeah he managed to sing the rest of the set and i, I, I gotta be honest with you that set was incredible that was a real roller coaster emotions 
Yeah, I can imagine. Like that's that's one show where I'm like, man, I wish I'd have been in the room that night. And I've I've never seen like a, a band do almost karaoke with the audience and have literally the whole audience sing every song. It, I, as crazy as as the thing was, it was so special. Like yeah. just seeing a whole audience sing the summoning like live like that. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, it, but that just goes to show again with their songwriting structure how like their songs are so hook heavy, whereby like the audience can just lead. And like, it goes to show like how much like he sings for the entirety where you don't actually realize that there's so many moments in their set where he could just dish the microphone out and let the crowd go with it. But when you see Sleep Token Live, he does everything, like everything live. Yeah, he, I, I mean, the Vessel's vocals are unreal, absolutely unreal. Uh, like- I, I think, yeah, he's... he's songwriting everything is is a genius yeah and they toured extensively last year so it's like it's no surprise that at some point his voice is gonna feel the effects of it yeah like they pretty much lived on the road last year loads of american dates like i saw him at um, blue ridge festival where like they had a bigger crowd than slipknot did that weekend yeah wow i mean yeah it said like they're playing the same exact same venues as Slipknot on this next tour, which is crazy. Same venues that Bring Me played as yeah. well. So. Well, it's pretty much that Bring Me tour just without Ireland on, I think. Like it's nigh on identical yeah, yeah. to that last one Bring Me just did. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the only yeah, we're not miss we're not doing like Liverpool or Sheffield that the they didn't bring me tour. So yeah. Yeah. Which is mad for a band this new. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like I said, it's it's unreal. But like I can't wait to see what comes next for those guys. Mm. They've got to be one that where like the download headliner conversation is now like starting to creep in. I, I mean, yeah, the, the amount of uh, fans who've had it is up asking them to be headliners for next year or beyond. Yeah, people, yeah, people are excited to see him do download. Damn, let's go. Yeah, because I mean, like, if, if that's what Bring Me did with that headliner budget, like, I'm stoked to see what they've got up their sleeve. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I hope it happens soon, but yeah, if and when they do it, I'm I'm sure it'll be a spectacle. Hell yeah. And one thing that I did want to ask you was what's some of the challenges that the the fan, the average fan attending Download Festival doesn't realise when you are putting together a lineup? Because people's favorite thing to do as soon as a festival lineup gets announced is jump into the comment section and like more often than not, the negative ones will have the loudest voices, whereas the positive ones will just go send it to their mates in the group chat, say, We're booking it again, and then that they'll move on in that way. So like what's some of the things that people aren't aware of that like are your day-to-day challenges in piecing together a festival jigsaw? I mean, that's the best way to put it. It's like the world's worst jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> um, I mean, for the most part, like we, we start off with a wish list of bands that we like our ideal festival lineup, and then like things change, like bands' touring schedules change. They're in uh, recording an album or whatever, so like, uh, are they not available in general? Uh, and uh, there's also budget budget constraints as well. Like we, we've only got so much to play with financially to to book the festival we haven't got an unlimited amount of money so um yeah it, there's a lot of things that come into factor when it when it booking like a lineup like download but uh it 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 can be stressful and exhausting sometimes but like when we when you see it all play out at the weekend when it actually happens it it, it all the hard work's like uh, worth it basically that's amazing because yeah. how was it uh, last year because obviously last year was an extra day was that just extra well, last top? year was exhausting it was like an endurance test <laughs> <laughs> i mean look uh, three days 
I'm usually dead on my feet by Sunday night. I, I physically couldn't move uh, on, on Sunday night. I was like, I think I did like probably uh, uh, 120,000 steps across the weekend or, or more probably. <laughs> I felt like my feet were going to drop off on Sunday night. Jeez, that's like a marathon. Yeah, literally, it was like running a marathon, yeah. I mean, uh, like, thankfully, we've got, we've got buggies, but to get from some stages, but sometimes it's it's quicker just to run across the site. Uh, but yeah, it, it's exhausting. And you try, we try and see as many bands as possible yeah. as well. So. so, I mean, out of curiosity, what's, what's your average day like at a download festival? Like, what are some of the, the roles that you have to do across the course? Is it just the fact that people are just like constantly ringing you with like, hey, can yeah, you help? You're putting out fires. <laughs> basically uh yeah look we're like andy myself jenny and danica we, we we're all like we all like so we've booked certain bands on the festival so we're usually the, the point person to speak to like if there's any issues with like a, a headliner or or like a, a band on the fourth stage I, i'll get a call and say oh we need this 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 sorted so i'll be usually the point person that someone will speak to about it but uh yeah it, it's it's usually we, we try and enjoy it the like the bands and try and go and see our friends or and see 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 the bands playing the festival. But yeah, sometimes we're running around like headless chickens trying to sort out issues. Damn, and especially in the heat that you were blessed and probably in your side of the fence cursed with yeah. last year. <laughs> this year the heat was brutal. I mean, uh, normally I wish for like sunlight. Like when we have the brown loads, the drown loads, you're always hoping for like some sunshine. But this year was intense. I mean, uh, I remember seeing people on Friday like lobster red because it was so hot on this on the Thursday. Yeah, well, we were doing some press, and I could not stand in that press tent for too long. It yeah, was like a sauna. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the media teams that were covering it that were that oh, had yeah. to spend all day in there because we couldn't. Like, we went in for like a couple of minutes, and we were like, time out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a shout out to everybody, like all production teams, security, everybody, everybody working in that heat was it was brutal. It was not. It's, it's so not it used to it. <laughs> like tropical download is not something that I thought I'd experience. Because <laughs> yeah. we've had some nice weather in the past, but mm. I can't remember one that hot before. Yeah. No, no. I, I remember. I think last time I experienced that was hot was like 2006 and 2009 were like brutally hot. Uh, 2009, especially, I remember it was like like sweltering. That's it. But uh, yeah, that that was like the last really hot one, and I I think. We, well, it was like the last really bad ones, I think, were 2016 and 2019 were like brown loads. Yeah. 2016, that was when Metallica did the Black Album in full, wasn't it? No, no, that was 2013. 2013. 2016, I remember. 2012, sorry, it was Black Album in full. 2012. Because that I remember that year raining so bad in particular that I was trying to go to the toilet next to the main stage and my boot got stuck in the ground in the mud. So I took a step and like my shoe was just left behind me. And I was like, how do I fix this problem? <laughs> I, I remember watching um, Black Sabbath in 2016, and I have never experienced rain like that yeah. at a festival. I remember my it was so bad, I had to leave partway through to empty the, the water out of my pockets. What? Uh, my, jacket, my jacket pockets just started, started filling it with water. So I, I think it was I think it was baby metal on the main stage, and it started like just pissing oh, yeah, it down. Yeah. And so everyone sort of went under like the dog's tooth stage so the tent was just packed out of just people trying to hide from the rain yeah that that baby metal set i definitely like, on the baby metal like I, I felt so bad because like yeah. barely everybody like the audience had just like had it depleted it was only the hardcore fans that wanted to stick out that rain damn well let's fingers crossed it's 
a tropical one this year. Yeah. Not, not brown load. <laughs> brown load. Wood, I've never heard brown load before. Brown. I like it. Yeah. The brown load, I, I suppose it's the mod. Are <laughs> <laughs> they saying that, what year, I think it was 2019, where it yeah, did. 2019 was brown load. Yeah. And like, I was walking through the campsite and there was people legitimately mud wrestling. Like, like there was like a swamp of mud and you had dudes just like locking in the figure four leg lock, doing swan top bombs on it. <laughs> I feel like there's something about mud and festivals where people just because uh, it's sort of outside the constraints of real life so people just do stuff that they probably wouldn't do yeah i yeah, remember fully primal yeah we were filming for scuds on in the village one year i think it was when you were presenting and we saw some sites there yeah just be just like and a lot of it was just like i imagine in their real life they've probably got a normal job normal like desk job yeah, and then we're like a lord of flies out there yeah <laughs> and for one weekend a year they just lose their shit yeah it's like there's no society here i can be me yeah <laughs> oh I mean, some... i've been there i've done it i've paid my dues camping at download i was going to ask you what have been some of your favorite years is uh download festival maybe not from a well from both a work but also from a personal perspective as well um see probably um 2003 uh was very memorable because like, i didn't even have a ticket for the festival is that the first uh, ever download yeah to that yeah where metallica did the secret set in the tent so I had um, tickets to, I won a competition to see him uh, play, like they played um, Riverside Studios on the Saturday of Download, which was like a, a small secret show in front of 150 people. And I remember meeting Lars at, at, um, at there at the outside the studios and he was like, oh, uh, I heard you guys might be playing Download tomorrow. Is that true? And he kind of winked at me, he said, maybe see you there. So me and my friend just got a bloody stagecoach up to Derby, the, the Sunday of um, download. One of our friends was working press. He managed to sneak us in, and uh, we uh, we got there just as they, they were just opening strains of Blackening uh, by Metallica, and we're like, "Holy shit!" Like, oh, I mean, like everybody was losing their minds because people, no one knew knew it was happening. Uh, all like there was rumors going around. This is like pre like social media, so like um, I remember like. The minute they kind of saw the the Metallica's like uh, like cabs on drum bars, drum kit on stage, people just lost their fucking minds. Uh, but I remember walking away, walking back down to the main stage from the tent after they played, and people didn't even know they played. Like people were going, "What? Well, you're not Metallica, not here." But like, people were like, <laughs> swear blind. We just saw Metallica play the tent, and you've not got a phone to show them any photos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a weird, different time, wasn't it? No phones. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, pretty like facebook or pre twitter or whatever so yeah we had to believe people's word <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah it, it, that, that show was insane and um I'm trying to think 2006 that was amazing that was one of my favorite years as well actually got you got the poster here 2000 oh let's oh, nice. go is that tool metallica yeah metallica tool and gnr jeez was, what a year and then yeah metallica did uh master Man, yeah, they played Master of Puppets full in full that year as well, which is insane because it was the anniversary. Nice. What was the year that uh, Lars couldn't play, and they got like Joey Jordan? Was it Dave Lombardo? Two thousand four. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That that was epic. Again, you're never going to see that. Like uh, have like Dave Lombardo, yeah. Joey playing from Metallica. That was insane. Yeah. Like there's so many moments like that that are etched in musical history for Download Festival. Like one that always 
comes up in conversations the ACDC year with with them bringing their own stage. Like, were you at that one? Yeah, I was there. I, I have been to every single download. <laughs> every single one? Download. Damn. That's a streak greater than The Undertaker's WrestleMania undefeated streak. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love downloads, so I have to. Yeah, I have to, look, I have to pinch myself every time I got a, a book download. It blows my mind. It's a dream job for me. So yeah. How many is yeah, it in but, your? Sorry, how many? Yeah, the ACDC year was unreal as well. Like, I mean, yeah, who else would be able to like say we need our own stage or else we ain't playing? Basically, right? So is that is that the case? Because I heard like this is like an urban rumor that's like circulated around music that basically Ace. I heard that ACDC didn't realize that it was a festival they were booked for. So then they were like, okay, we're only going to do it if we can bring our own stage. So they just thought it was like Donington Park they were doing. Yeah, I, I think Andy had to jump through a lot of hoops to make that work. But yeah, the stage, their own stage was definitely one of the stipulations from playing. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, look, you look, look at the size of their stage show. It's what they, they, they needed to have yeah. on the stage. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to want like some local band from the UK opening up on the same stage where they got a massive train coming out later on in the night. Yeah, exactly. You got a massive train and a blow up Rosie as well. Like, so. That's unbelievable. They're they doing two nights at Wembley Stadium, aren't they? Yeah, Wembley Stadium. This year, next year? Sold out as well. Like two nights Insane. sold out as well. Yeah, which that's, for with including standings, well, that's about 100,000 tickets, isn't it? Wembley Stadium for a gig. I'm not 100% sure on the official capacity, but yeah, it's a lot of tickets. Yeah. It's up there. That's ridiculous. Hundred, well, yeah, that many people in the same week yeah. in London. Yeah, all there for ACDC. Yeah, genuinely. Like I can imagine though, this is that like with that band, they're probably close to the end. So like a lot of people when they see ACDC tickets yeah. go and sell, they're like, I'm not taking the risk. I'm going. Yeah, this. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, this might be our last chance to see him live. So yeah, it's a. I mean, I can't wait for those shows as well. I'm going to definitely try and do both of those. Damn, that would be amazing. Yeah, I've never seen ACDC live, so like, I'm, I'm definitely hoping to try and try and score that this summer. Because yeah, I mean, in terms of like lineage as well, like you look at like the amount of bands that started playing guitar-based music because of a band like ACDC who are still going this long into their career. Like, it does go to show that like, yeah, if your if your favorite band play their cards right and they stay healthy enough, like you could be seeing these guys well into their sixties. I mean, yeah, you look at Maiden as well. Like, like Nico's yeah. what seventy-one or something. And he's still like playing a two-hour set with me mm. on drums every night. It's insane. And Bruce is like Bruce is nearly seventy as well. Bruce has got so, his own side side project as well. Yeah, the solo thing. Exactly. Yeah, doing the Bruce Dickinson solo stuff as well. Like, I mean, the guy never seems to rest. No, <laughs> and he's looking quite jocked at the moment, like wearing tank tops in his promo photos and stuff. It's like, come on, Bruce, you've been <laughs> lifting some weights. I've got a funny story about Bruce. He made me miss a university exam once. What? Uh, yeah, so this is like back when I was in university in 2005. Uh, they did this flight 666 thing where they went to as a fan. I was a member of the fan club, and you could apply to be on the the flight to go to Iceland with them at the time. And uh, I had an exam. You know, it was like one of my final exams, but uh, it, was, it was the day after the flight. Sorry, the the flight landed in the morning of my exam, but I'd organized everything where I'd be able to make the exam in time uh, as long as like. The flight was on time back from Iceland. So flight flew out to Iceland, hung out with, with, with Nico and Bruce. Like the, we went to the Blue Lagoon, and I think Nico came there as well. Nico was like the dolly person on the flight, uh, like the stewardess, <laughs> just giving out free gifts and like Iron Maiden slippers. Oh my um, god! And then yeah, Bruce after the flight uh, after the show ended up 
uh, I think, I don't know if he was tired or what, but ended up flying two hours late back to um, to London. And I missed my connecting flight from London to Manchester by half an hour. And I ended up arriving at my exam hall an hour before, uh, an hour after the exam finished. Oh. I, I started, sorry, and they wouldn't let me in. So I had to lie to my tutor at the time and said I stayed up all night revising and they let me resit the exam without any penalties. Oh my days. Like it's kind of, I don't think, oh yeah, I miss, uh, sorry I'm late. Uh, I was with Iron Maiden. I couldn't, in yeah, Iceland. I, like, I couldn't like tell them I was just in Iceland with Iron Maiden and Bruce blew me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, yeah, I couldn't. How did you? How did you do you know, on the exam, I, I though? I never told my parents that, that story either. They don't even know that happened. <laughs> That's amazing. How did you do on the exam, though? Did you pass? I actually passed. So, hey, yeah. let's go. So I got away with it. So I didn't tell my parents, otherwise they'd kill me. <laughs> but yeah. That's incredible. I talked to about that a, a couple of years ago, and he was like, you're doing all right for yourself now. It's fine. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, that, that was going to be my last question for you before we, like, before we said goodbye which was what are some of the coolest stories you've experienced during your time in the music industry but i mean that's that's got to be near the top of the list like private yeah, flights yeah, with bruce dickinson <laughs> bruce make, making me miss uh, an exam for university yeah yeah and my university never found out either thankfully that's amazing <laughs> yeah. i mean any do any others come to mind like in terms of things where like you've had those like pinch yourself kind of moments like this is something that young me could never have envisaged doing i mean i'm trying just booking download in general that's again like you said it's a it's a pinch me thing all the time like i've got a, I was like holy shit i i booked download festival like with the rest of the team it still blows my mind that i get to do that and I, like look i like i said i've been to every download i'm like a super fan of the festival so i always want to do right by it and do right by the fans that go there as well like and like that come every year so yeah it's it, it still blows my mind and I, it's a dream job basically hell yeah well i mean on behalf of fans going to download first obviously yeah like i've but there's been very few downloads that I've missed since I started going. And I just need to tell you and the team at Download Festival, you're doing a phenomenal job every single year with the lineup and with the festival. Like it is such a staple on the rock calendar every single year for so many people. It's like, cool, that's Download Weekend. I'm not anywhere else other than in the fields in Donington. So behalf of fans everywhere, allow me to just say thank you so much for your hard work on the festival because it really, truly is appreciated. I, I got to give a shout out to Jenny, Danica, and Sean, and obviously Andy. Like, uh, like we wouldn't be able to do like the festival without them. So yeah, hell yeah, an absolute dream team for Download Festival. Yeah, it definitely is amazing. Well, Cam, we could easily sit here and talk to you for another hour, my friend, but we will let you go. Thank you ever so much for taking the time out of your day, your very busy day, to come and chat shit with us on the show. We really do appreciate it, man. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah, yes, my yeah. friends. Show a lot of love and appreciation for Cam Hack from Live Nation and Download Festival. Thanks, guys. Jeez. Take care, man. Thank you. Oh, hell yeah. There he goes. What, what a bloody guy. What a conversation. Stories as well. So many stories. Yes, that's the thing. Just like, <laughs> I feel like I haven't done anything with my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I bet he's got way more stories as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like uh, I felt like you could see the cogs turning when I put him on the spot there, being like, "Is there any other cool ones?" Because I can imagine it's like going through just a rolodex of memories where it's like, "That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool." Yeah, and it's just nice to hear all the uh, 
what goes into booking a festival like that. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you enjoyed tuning along. I was going to say, I forgot, like, it's crazy that it is such a small team as well. Yeah. When you think about it, the scale of what is it? What? 800,000? I don't know. 90,000 capacity. I think it's a hundred. Imagine like it's over a hundred for sure. All the talent for that, that many people is booked by a handful of people. Yeah. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. So thank you ever so much for tuning into our one of today's show, my friends. We will be back in hour two with a little bit of 21 Pilots related news. And we'll react to an Enshikari live stream that happened Monday night. What is that? Monday night in yeah. Brussels? Yeah. <laughs> Monday. Let's go Monday. Right. See you in a bit. Yes, my friends. And welcome back to the John Mahon Show. My ears have fell out. One second. There we go. Welcome back to the John Mahon Show. Powered as always by Forever Loud. Welcome back, baby. And if you missed us in our one, we were joined by Cam Hack from Live Nation and Download Festival talking all about this year's lineup. And if you missed that chat, you'll be able to listen to it again on the podcast yeah. or check it out again on YouTube. Or if you're watching on YouTube right now, I feel like you can just rewind, can't you? Can you rewind on a live, live stream? I think yeah. you can. Oh. Just go back. Well, you can do that as well. But... We alluded to this in the first part of today's show. There is some news. There's not a lot of news at the moment, but there is some news. And the news that we've got right now is 21 pilots are in the process of teasing us. They're tickling us. They're going, hey, something's yeah. coming. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> apparently. Let me get up. So we've got letters. So apparently 1,500 people received letters from the band with a load of cryptic shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and read this out, but it's very small. <laughs> That's what she said. It's safer in your hands, bro, because I am so dyslexic. Wait, can we make it bigger? Can you zoom in and, and enhance? <laughs> apparently not. I just got smaller, really. <laughs> Usually, if I do like the two finger, I can pull in. But... All right. <clears throat> you have recently assessed internal documents pertaining pertaining to case number those numbers delinquent Clancy versus the sacred municipal <laughs> Clancy versus the sacred municipality Munis municipality. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not reading this. That's a hard word to say. Yeah. The sacred muni municipality, is that how you say it? <laughs> of Dima. In this ongoing investigation, we are urging anyone with knowledge of the whereabouts of the accused to come forward with the relevant information about the case. It is required that all inhabitants of Dima do their, du do their duty in bringing all the enemies of vilism and its teachings to swift justice. Confirm that Taylor Swift is going from, to be on the new album. From the Honourable Bishops of the Sacred Municipal Municipality of Dima. Well, I can't say that word. So, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's on the new album. That's what I'm taking away from that. Swift Justice. Yeah. That would be a great Taylor Swift album name. Swift Justice. Swift Justice. <laughs> All earthly honour unto the glorious gone. Oh, that's a, that's a lyric. And then, so this is this is that page. And then, I think each letter was had some handwritten stuff on. So they must have written this fifteen hundred times. 
One second. So this is handwritten. Did you find? And then it's got a URL. So Glorious Gone is a lyric from Leave the City, the last song on Trench. It's burning. It's solo. It's concerning because they know when it goes out, it's a glorious gone. Well, what does that even mean? <laughs> That's becoming a catchphrase of yours. On this show. <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, so, yeah. So we've got letters. We've got letters. There's, there is a URL on that one page that someone's handwritten. Have they found that URL within within the coding? How did you find... But who's written this? I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing that's fan written. Yes. That's fan fan handwriting. Fan but writing. why would it say, well, how did you find... Because this is a different letter. Different... This document is designated as evidence under the perusal and investigation by the Sacred Municipality of Dima and Dima Organization. This document is intended for internal use only. It's not to be disclosed, disclosed outside. outside authorized personnel without prior approval from the authorized bishop of its designated district or the presiding legal authority. The integrity of this document must be maintained at all times to ensure its admissibility throughout the investigation. But then someone wouldn't have just come up with this. I feel like that's handwritten. Yeah. Purposely on the letter. Imagine if that's Tyler's handwriting. That would be that would be pretty cool. I mean, fair dues if he's written that 1,500 times. Yeah. And then the final one says... <laughs> so these look like lyrics to me yeah well this is it says sign clancy who's clancy i think clancy is that the tyler is that tyler tyler's clancy i'm not as scared as i used to be their mystery begins to fade as a as a method to defeat them becomes more clear clear i no longer feel powerless i can outsmart them this is this new power of my psychokinesis yeah Pardon. Thank you. <laughs> Worked. And I believe it can work again. I stand here looking down at the line where the water nests the sand or meets the sand. A starting line. So the starting, starting line. I'm going to feed you. All the white, let's say. Yeah. All the wild. All the wild. Knowing there is a finish line across the strait. Yeah. The their compass lies, but mine remains true. I've left embers of inspiration. I only hope whatever spark was left has grown to a torch, and together we create an inferno. Oh, I hope they're bars. Cause and then Twenty One Pilots have got a song called "The Torch of Cara Death." So this is Dima. This is the city. So what was the lyric? East is up. East is up. So you go out that this way. Get out. Get out of Dima. <laughs> or is east is up that way but anyway don't really understand it but it's cool it's very cool so we've got we've got a letter and then there's colors as well so there's a billboard yeah in somewhere probably america i don't think it's america there was Where something there was something saying that um yeah oh randomly across the world and not just in cities with red and yellow flags this picture was taken to toronto so that is definitely a 21 Pilots logo, right? Yep. Yep. And as well on Spotify. They've updated their album, all their album artwork. So Vessel, Trench and Blurry Face have all got these new red stripes on them. And as well, in fact, if you go on to Show All, they've done it for Scaled and Icy as well. Yeah. 
So uh, the red tape goes across the eyes. So yeah. So is what's that one mean on blurry? So apparent. So that must mean that top left thing on blurry face is an eye. Yeah. So all the eyes have been crossed. So it's Tyler and Josh's grandparents on vessel. Yeah. The red tape's going across their eyes. It's going across the vulture on trench and the whatever and the dragon. dragon. Yeah. Trash the dragon. It's called trash. Trash the dragon. Well. So I feel like that. But did, I mean, I was just reading it out before. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. Paying attention to it. But, so um, I feel like that has something to do with the letters. Yeah. There must have been stuff in the letters that is something to do with that. Yeah. If anyone knows. 21 Pilots us. fans, we are calling on you for education right now. Like, I would consider myself a member of the clique, but I do not know the law as much as I should do. Like in terms of Dima, the Bishops, Clancy, Trash the Dragon how ned fits into it all like ned? ned oh bro who's ned wait till i show you who ned is uh what was the music video on the last album that ned was in so ned debuted in chlorine oh the, the little the, 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 yeah. the little guy the, the little guy yeah so ned debuts in chlorine on this and in fact actually one of the best parts of the music video like my, this is one of my favorite songs by 21 pilots for this bridge alone that i'm so sorry i forgot you let me catch you up to speed i've been tested like the ends of a weathered flag by the sea so they basically fill this whole pool with chlorine and it's not until the pool's filled with chlorine where ned jumps into it so ned chlorine. survives off it's a lot of chlorine bro this live there was a moment at reading festival where they play this live and i was crying my eyes out and we were stood next to each other reading 2019 that's where ned debuted but uh the outside so there is loads of lore in this song. So that's Trash the Dragon. Then there's like a whole thing about how the dragon's connected to the bishops. Because these, these are, the, are the bishops. These are the bishops. So there's an internal investigation going on. Yeah. At the, at the at <laughs> Dima. HR's been called. So the, I'm guessing that bishop was connected to Trash the Dragon. They tried to kill the dragon by killing that bishop. Maybe. Where's Ned involved in this? So Tyler washes up on a beach. Clancy, he's learning. Who's Josh then? Has he got a name? Is he just Josh? Josh is the leader of the Banditos, I want to say. The Banditos are the okay. fans. And there's something to do with Josh holding a torch as yeah, well. Yeah, he's done that in a few videos. Yeah. And again, they've got a song called The Torch, A Car, A Death. So The Torch has got something to do with it. A car. They used a car in Heavy Dirty Soul for the music yeah, video. Did. And that was at the start of Blurry Face. Now, music video for first single off Trench. Jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. The car was in there. So they start going around this this foresty area. They're chasing. Then they get to a cave. There he is. But he's got horns. He had his horns clipped in the chlorine music video. Uh, he's all horny now. He is. And again, torches. By the way, if this episode gets taken down off YouTube, this is 100% why. Because 21 Pilots are so shit hot on their copyright strikes. <laughs> So then, but they've all got clipped horns. This Ned that he's chasing has got long horns. Mm. The long-horned Ned. Mm. The lesser spotted. <laughs> and there's something to do with Josh always being on the side of a cliff as well. Because that's, that's like the jumpsuit music video, you know, where they're all still on the cliff and they're throwing yeah. the yellow stuff off. Oh, he took his horns off. Do you know what? I'm... Like, I wish someone would just... Maybe they should put it in like a book or like a novel, like a gra graphic novel. Like a comic book. Just... The whole 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 law situation because I love it, but I just don't know what's going on. I can imagine they'd be building up to that, like an actual film. But yeah, so this is like, what I, this is this is the bit that I don't understand. It's like watching clips of a film, but with no context. Yeah, 
So like he uses Ned's horns to take over the Bishop. Tyler's eyes start glowing red. This is where I think the album covers have got something to do with it because Bishop's eyes are yellow whilst he's being controlled. Tyler's eyes are red whilst he's controlling the Bishop. Isn't Blurry Face him basically being controlled by the Bishops? I think so. So his yeah. his the person he is like his character basically in yeah. Blurry Face is like being spoken through by the, yeah. them. Yeah, that's that, that. I think that's right. My name's Blurry Face, and I get what you think. So yeah, he then uses the horns to do something. I think it involves the dragon, or does he use it to break down? See, all of these colors have got something to do with it as well. Like was, colors are a big thing with the this last band. music video they released. Yeah, yeah. So this is the last music video from Scaled and Icy. It wasn't my favorite album. I can understand that. It took like out of all their albums, Scaled and Icy took me the longest to get on board with. Yeah. Once, once there's I gave a, it a lot of repetition, then I found the new ones in it, few, but it didn't jump out immediately. Yeah, there's a few tracks that I listen to quite a lot. So this is meant to mean something as well. Tyler and Josh holding up those. And there's loads of people in the distance. Yeah, loads of people in the distance. Who the people in the distance? I want to say are in Dima. So yeah, because like they're in Dima. I thought Dima was the the bishop. Yeah, Bros. yeah, which is where I think these guys are trapped. They're trapped. Oh, okay. Dima, oh, so I think Dima's the, yeah, Dima's the place. I think Tyler and Josh got out of Dima. Yeah. Because I think there's a music video where they actually like, I want to say it's Nico and the Niners where they get out or they escape and they're wearing the trench yeah, colors, yeah. like the yellow tape and the, oh, is that, oh, is that Dima in the background? Yeah, that's Dima in the background. Because actually, if you go back up the top to one of those tabs where the map is, so I feel like they must be off up north. <laughs> uh, up north. So East is up. So does that mean Tyler washes up on this bit here? Dima's over here. So they're stuck in the middle somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us trying to make sense of stuff that we don't understand. This show does have real journalism from time to time. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I love it, but I don't know. I don't know enough about it. What? I feel like there is some YouTube videos where people explain. I was going to say, everything. yeah. Yeah, I feel I might, like I might watch one of those later. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like me and you need to sit down. We need to find a couple of YouTube videos, send each other them, and then come back for a pop quiz. Yeah. So who is who's the who's the main bishop guy? Is he your name? I don't know. Dave. <laughs> Dave. Which one is it? I think it's that one for what we need next. Yeah, I don't like. Again, I I've sporadically jumped in and out of this at so many different points that I feel like. But it's like it's not like watching a tv show or a movie no it's like you're getting drip fed little tiny bits of law yeah every few months yeah genuinely <laughs> over the course of many years yeah and it 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 constantly changes as well with people like making assumptions at one point in time and then something new comes out and then it disproves something but then it proves something else right so i think yeah safest bet is me and you need to sit down find a couple of youtube videos and go right let's do some fucking homework <laughs> maybe before the next drop yeah or uh I, I imagine new music's coming soon then yeah because this is they wouldn't just do all this stuff yeah if they're not releasing anything yeah so new album i reckon yeah new album probably gonna have a red and yellow theme yeah big fan of that especially like consider again like if we're talking production as well 21 pilots using the confetti during the trench era tour where they literally had the buckets above the crowd that would yeah. do like they were dishing out the yellow confetti i like that they'd use a different color scheme for each album yeah i think that's genius as well and speaking of production a band that are very very good at production did a live stream on monday from ab in belgium belgium brussels brussels, brussels. so me and ollie are where at, sprouts are from i assume so is that where they came from yeah <laughs> 
Brussels. straight from Brussels. So before this show started, me and Ollie were genuinely looking at flights to Munich because that seems to be the only opportunity bar the island dates for us to see Enter Shikari on this run. Yeah. And if not, this live stream's going to have to do. Yeah. <laughs> is this, the, this is the full show. Isn't this it? is the full show. And do you know I mean, how... If I do go, it's going to be a bit of a spoiler. That's true, actually. <laughs> Although I've seen the set list, so I know like Joe, I could go to Dublin. I, I like the island ones are a bit further away. They're like March, start of March. Do you know it's like the twenty first of February? Yeah, it's They're further like, away yeah. than next week. <laughs> this to start a show that was fucking genius from the boys, and we spoke to Rao about this. The volume of that crowd as well, mate. Oh. That intro makes me want to fight God. Just unbelievable in it. Yeah, because on on the opening episode of the John Mahon show, we spoke to Rao about that being the encore yeah. introduction for love, the residency show. I love that they did the visuals with it as well. Yeah. So it makes it so much more dramatic. Yeah. With that house lighting up in the yeah. background. Like, so like to, especially considering they've got a brand new album out, Kiss for the Whole World. This is a Kiss for the Whole World headline tour. For them to have opened up the show yeah. with a moment from a flash but for I the color. I like that spoken word bit is uh, very much like a statement. Yeah. And it's like representative of the times. Yeah. And how shit everything yeah. <laughs> And how, yeah. So I feel like they're just doing that. It's like putting, basically putting your flag in the ground. Yeah. And going, hey, this is where we're going moving forward. Yeah. Stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Which is Shikari down to a T. They've got a song for every fucking occasion. There are so many different moments in this set. Well, I spoke, I didn't speak. I saw um, Lee, their manager, posted on x twitter he's been working with the band for like what 12 years now and he said their Wembley show was probably the best he's ever seen shikari yeah like and shout out do you see hear what they did for like tickets every one pound from every ticket sold for Wembley went to the music venue trust yep and then Wembley to their credit matched it did they yeah that's fucking awesome so yeah they like not only put on an amazing show they're actually helping grassroots venues grassroots venues <laughs> one of the reasons why they're the fucking greatest band of all time like one of the greatest bands of all time also you forget that like this this they're like probably as big as they've ever been yeah and they're like 20 years into their career yeah because like i felt like there was there was a bit of a rough patch around about the time like the spark dropped where Even like no i love that album yeah same man but like it didn't i think it was just they they took a sort of different direction musically mm. But yeah, I know what you mean. But they were still, I'm pretty sure I still saw them at like Ali Pali. Yeah, they were, but they were still doing massive shows. That's the thing. But yeah. like in terms of like their reception and where they sat, like, you know, they like when they were getting booked for festivals, it wasn't like big, massive slots. It was still like kind of like middle of the day kind of territory. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like pandemic hits. And on the other side of the pandemic, Shikari's fan base have been so rabid. And what like, was the album before the last one? Nothing is true and everything is possible. The one with uh, the great unknown on it. Oh, yeah. And Dreamers, Dreamers Hotel. Hotel. Yeah. So I feel like that one, it, but, but that was probably because it was around COVID times. Yeah. So I feel like they didn't get re didn't really get to tour that, did they? Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like the for whatever reason, the pandemic made people appreciate Shikari more. And on the other side, they've they're, as you said, they're, they're the biggest they've ever been. UK number one album on a kiss for the whole world. But then you look at production like this and it's like 
this has always been the standard that this band held themselves to. Like they've never wavered. Like yeah. there's that infamous quote about the Brixton, the first time they ever played Brixton show, where it was like, apparently they got told you can either have this lighting package or these lasers. And they went, well, what happens if we have both? And then they got told, well, you're not gonna make any money on the show. And they were like, cool, we want both. Yeah. And I love the fact that Rouse a trumpeter. Also shout out AB. Belgium doing a fucking quality live stream. Yeah. It's a gorgeous venue though, isn't it? Yeah, I like the sort of it's like industrial with like the red standing bits on the side. Are we, are we watching this whole stream? <laughs> Not the whole stream, but this is this is the one bit that I wanted to show you and react to because this is the bit that's had everyone losing their fucking mind who's been to this gig. Such a simple production tool, pointing a light upwards to create a prison cell. But yet, how many bands have got songs about, you know, being trapped in their mind or being prisoners to their thoughts and not use this effect? Time, it's got to be time-coded. It's probably time-coded, but apparently someone told me. Do you know when we saw Bullet? Yes. I don't know if it's true or not, but their light show is insane. Yeah. And someone said that it's actually, the guy's actually doing it. I could buy that with a band like Bullet, who've but probably it was got the so same fast. engineer for years. But it was, like, every light change between, like, yeah. sections was so fast and so on point. I was like, that's got to be time-coded. And yeah. I'd have been surprised but that was time-coded. Yeah, it was some guy. Apparently, the guy who does Meshuggah, he's the drummer's brother, and he actually does it live. So like, do you know when they have like crazy kick patterns? He's there on the, on the things going like, what? Just like <laughs> the man with the fastest fingers yeah. in the world. Yeah, there's a video of him doing it in like pre-pro or something. But they, yeah, that's hilarious. But anyway, I digress. Digress. So let's look at the chat off the back of that because you've sparked up, pun intended. Craig says the set's been so iconic, but have you seen how Slay roused garlic patches? I have. He's been talking about it quite a lot <laughs> online. Hasi says going to see Shikari next Wednesday for the very first time. I honestly can't wait. Is that Munich or is that Berlin Wednesday? I was looking before. I think it might be Munich. But I thought Berlin was Wednesday. No, Berlin's Tuesday, Munich's Wednesday. Yeah, Munich's yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, so Hasi, me and Ollie are currently debating whether we jump on a flight next week to Germany to come and see this show. So if we do, we'll let you know. Uh, Elliot says, hey boys, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, bro. So a video on Instagram of someone doing the lights and Shikari manually. Ah, might not be for all, but pretty sure some of it. Yeah, there's probably, I mean, there's probably someone manning it and then some of it will be time-coded. Time but then maybe like him turning off the, the light. Well, it's like, do you remember at Slam Dunk where he went into the water? Yeah. That's 100% got to be done to a click in his oh, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, he'll have a click in his ear saying, hand in three, two, one, hand yeah. goes in, like, and then drop yourself in three, two, one. Yeah. Do you know a funny uh, thing? I was on a, did a music video for Defects. Hmm. And on that tour, they obviously had the clicks, the in-ears, and um, they have obviously before each song, it's like a and one, two, three, whatever, to go into each each song. And our friend Max, who was the TM, <laughs> re-recorded or recorded over, not over, but like added little bits to it, and they didn't know until like the first. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake! So he just added loads of little funny bits. <laughs> And if you know Max Search yeah. in the slightest, you'll know exactly what he'll have probably been saying in <laughs> someone's head. Yeah, I probably can't say it on this. Yeah, just, just uh, like, the, there's very few things that are as distracting whilst you're trying to do your job than a Max Search. <laughs> <laughs> a wild Max Search. <laughs> 
Uh, Hassi says, awesome. The Munich venue is insane. So it's Munich, Hassi's going to. Yeah, like me and Ollie are basically fencing, whether it's Berlin or Munich, that we try and go and see Shikaria next week. But either way, we're both very, very tempted. Yeah. Just expensive, isn't it? Yeah. But you only <laughs> oh, just, I could go to Dublin. Yeah, or you could, go, could go to Ireland. Ireland is significant. I've never been to Ireland. I haven't either, but I've not been to Germany either. You haven't lived. Yeah. I've driven through Germany. You've talked about you've toured Europe there, haven't you? Fucking takes so long. <laughs> the autobahn is good because you can go whatever speed you want. It's the autobahn basically goes all the way through Germany. It's like a few different roads. Okay, but uh, yeah, driving from one end of Germany to the other, like an, over a day driving. Jeez, I think we did like one ten-hour day of, of just travel and then stayed over somewhere and had another few hours. <laughs> The things these bands do to come and play shows for you, my friend. Like, there's a lot that happens in between them finishing well, their last it, gig but, and then turning up to your venue. Weirdly, like when American bands come over to Europe. Oh yeah, they're like this is a, they're this like, a breeze because you can drive. You can drive twelve hours and still be in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's nothing to them. Yeah, when they have to go from like Manchester to uh, Glasgow, Glasgow, like five hours. Yeah, easy. yeah, compared to what 10, 15, 20 hour drives in the states. Yeah brutal yeah well we'll keep you posted on whether we end up in germany next week or not yeah and you got anything good coming up this week you got a few things don't you yeah so um i'm off to an event in london tomorrow and then friday i'm introducing pendulum on stage at the brit awards war child week gigs do you know what you're gonna say yeah i've got a script well you've been given a script i've been given a script yeah kind of free yeah there's not, there's not much room for freestyling there, which I'm kind of glad about because like in that kind of situation where it's like to do with something like this, I'd prefer to be told what to say. Do like a swing, 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 tick tock. There's <laughs> the pendulum. <laughs> nice, I see what you and did there. That is the band about I'm, I'm, I'm just going to recite the, do you remember the old school intro for Blood Sugar? Where it's like, we are gathered here tonight for the sonical recreation of the end of the universe. Yeah. And it's like something, something, drum and bass. This isn't drum and bass. And then it like builds up and it's like, fuck it. I lied. It's drum and bass. What you gonna do? I can't find that version of Blood Sugar anywhere. Like I'm, I'm genuinely convinced that's some weird mandala effects that like they're trying to pull on us that like it never actually existed. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> that's cool. I haven't got anything going on this week. Yeah. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing Bowling for Soup on Saturday as well. Last night a tour with Bowling Leslie Jake. Up. Bowling on behalf of soup. Yeah. For soup or on behalf of soup? Probably on behalf. The gain or to I feel like they're, uh, they're controlled by Big Soup. Big, su <laughs> Big Super. Yeah. Big Super <laughs> controlling Jarrett and the co. Yeah. Well, what else? I think that's everything. And I, I genuinely don't think there's anything else oh yeah the louder than life lineup got announced oh, yeah, we um, can talk about that i did see it before it's good they they always have such a stacked lineup like yeah. we went last year yeah i don't think this year for me personally is as good as last year yeah here we go oh for fuck's why yeah that's full lineup give, Just give me the fucking poster why why do festivals do this <laughs> oh it's my least favorite thing in the fucking world come on just let's go on images poster in capitals yeah you fucks oh god there, all right there we go thank you old press <laughs> thank you old press it was a bit awkward just then on the loud and life official 
page. I guess maybe Slipknot don't have updated promo pictures, but it still had Jay on it. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, that's a no-no. So we're looking. I wonder who's playing? Going to be playing drums? They've not announced that yet, have they? But do you I know, reckon it's going to be Eli Casagrande from Sepultura because they're breaking up this year. Ah, inside scoop. Well, it's just. I mean, I've just put two and two together. <laughs> Sepultura breaking up. They've got one of the best drummers in the world. I'll take it. Slipknot need a new drummer. Because didn't well. I thought that the him getting kicked out of Slipknot came out of nowhere, but then I've been seeing on Instagram he like had to have surgery on his legs, didn't he? I don't think they're related. I he 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 basically had, knew he had to have surgery, and he was he was he scheduled it for when Slipknot weren't on tour. Uh, so he yeah wasn't so that. weird, so weird. But yeah, this is this is a very American lineup, very very American lineup. Headliners Slipknot, Slayer, Crew, and Corn. Yeah, in comparison to last year's headliners, Tool, Green Day, Foos, uh, Avenged. Avenged. I don't put Slayer and Corn quite on those same levels. It's a very old school uh, metal day. That's yeah, that Friday. Yeah, and main supports as well, like Offspring, Falling in Reverse, Breaking Benjamin are so much bigger in the states than they are over Massive, here. Massive, aren't they? Yeah. Then just a level oh, down. Yes, you know what I've seen. Sunday night, below priest. Oh, stained. <laughs> Best Fucking band in the world. Stained. <laughs> that oh. day, that, I mean, Architects is fair dues, but Taproot, Drowning Pool, Saliva. Is that Poppy? Poppy. But Taproot, Drowning Pool, Saliva, and Stained is basically my MP3 player. <laughs> 2000. Ollie's LimeWire downloads. Yeah. It's before the iPod. It's dripping in new metal, like Chevelle. Yeah, Chevelle head PE disturbed, disturbed pod, <laughs> POD. Literally, the only one that's fucking missing is Creed and Biscuit. But it, it, like every time, Drowning I've, Pool. Every time I've been to America, I always get like Ubers, and a lot of times the the Uber driver's listening to some radio, and they'll just be playing like Three Doors Down or something. Or yeah. Like, just some old school, like 2000s rock and metal. Yeah. And it's everywhere on this lineup. Like the older. Uh, Lona Shaw at the, the old, inner stage. That's sick to see. Body count are going to be there. Three, six mafia turn up. That's mad sponge. Health. That's a big slot for health. Yeah. They supported. Although sleep. I feel like they'll be on the small stage. Yeah. They supported Sleep Token at Wembley, didn't they? Yeah. Health. Yeah. Sun 41. Tom Morello. Mastodon. Grandson. That's a good set for Grandson. Power Man 5000. Yeah. This is what it's like when worlds collide. It is a proper... <laughs> this is like a lineup from 2003. And it. Although what's hilarious is like spotting like the odd ones out on stages, like set it off on that stage, like yeah. the poppiest of pop punk. But I feel like they're on... They've been put on... Like Lots of heavy stages. Slam Dunk, they're on the same stage as... Ghost I Inside and I prevail, yeah. <laughs> Just looking for a home at the moment, set it off. Yeah, smaller stage. Jerris Johnson, who did that version of Last Resort by Papa Roach. You know, like the, the remastered version. Silly Goose, what a band name. Il Nino. Yeah. Il Nino were the, were the, the band that, I feel like they, other than Korn, were the first new battle band to do uh, full like Adidas tracksuits. Were they? Yeah. Do you reckon they're going to come out during Fat Lip? Strolling through the party like my name is El Nino. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, it's 
it's an interesting lineup. Very interesting lineup. Oxymorons. Yeah, main stage action for Oxymorons. Love to see that. Spirit Box as well. That's big. Big Point North fan. Blackstone Cherry are weirdly low down on a lot of festival bills this year. I They're not as big in America as they are over here. Really? Yeah. Huh. The Warning. I haven't heard them in fucking ages. I can't remember any Warning songs. Unless I'm thinking of a different band. I thought that was, what's that coming over Shout the hill? Bob Villain being that high up. Yeah, on the same stage as Orgy. Mm. Oh, Slothrust is one of the worst band names of all time. Slothrust. Yeah, it annoys me how bad that band name is. It gen- genuinely bothers me. Worse than Stained. It's on a level. It's like it's on a par. I can't believe Trapped are playing. Trapped have had the biggest villain arc I've I've seen over the past few years. Basically, whoever their Twitter page has basically been the singer of Trapped just battling with loads of other bands and just showing oh, like yeah. his he's super like right wing and he's got loads of shitty opinions. Yeah, and he's just he he keeps on going on like Trapped are the biggest band in the world. It's like you had one big song and you're acting like what was the big song? Headstrong. Okay, I don't even know that one. Headstrong, I'll take you on. No. Nah. I, I was on so much wrestling shit. You would have okay, heard, fair, heard fair. it. Yeah, but he's just made so many new enemies. Just I feel like me. he's just made them more more relevant because people have just hated, ha- hated him. <laughs> I suppose like if you reach that stage where you're like, we're a one hit wonder. Like, we're never going to get bigger than this one hit. So if yeah. I just go out there and I just be a heel, like a polarizing easy to hate but then it's like i guess people there's gonna be a lot of people that hate you yeah then there's probably gonna be people that like you yeah for your shitty opinions yeah especially on the internet he he says what no one else says he's not afraid to speak his mind (sighs) yeah maybe he should be he should be trapped yay there he is (laughs) in a internet internet jail in a car wash anyway i think that's that's everything yeah that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We, I don't know what day we're going to be back next week. It's like, I, I've, my list of like guests that I'm waiting for an answer on is quite big at the moment. It just depends on people's availability. So. Just waiting for T- Taylor Swift. Yeah. Pick up that phone. Yeah. Once, once her and Travis Kelsey are back off their honeymoon, then I can imagine. Yeah. I'll get Taylor. Honeymoon? Uh, yeah. I was trying to stir up some Swifty uh. drama. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what gets clicks these days. Just Taylor Swift. Just talk about Taylor Swift. Right then, my friends. All that's left for us to say. My name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Rout. Go fudge yourselves.